ones when one never baked on holiday. The box was somehow squeezed into the boot on top of two boxes of books. And I'll bring more into the shop when I've sorted it all out, Mrs. Henderson promised. Groaning a bit, Eleanor's little Morris tackled the hill again. Yes, we'll go for a walk when we reach the top, she said in response to an interrogative bark. Teasel raised her black nose from her little white paws and sat up. If we reach the top, Eleanor amended, leaning forward over the steering wheel to aid the ascent. One last steep upward bend, and the Morris bounded forward, demanding a change into third gear. The lane straightened, the banks gave way to dry stone walls. A moment later, Eleanor pulled across the road and parked in a lay-by beside a stile marked by a green public footpath sign. Come on, she opened the door. Teasel scrambled over the handbrake, paused a moment to nose interestedly at the tea box on the passenger seat, then launched herself across Eleanor's lap and out. Before following the terrier, Eleanor remembered to take the keys from the ignition. Dear Megan, I was so insistent about the need to lock one's car whenever one left it, even if it contained nothing of value. Megan said crooks often stole cars just to use to commit other crimes, and being a policewoman she must know. Though why should anyone choose a car that had barely scraped through the MOT test a month ago? Eleanor had had to pay for several repairs before the examiner would give her that indispensable certificate of safety. As she closed the door and inserted the key in the stiff lock, she heard a vehicle drawing near. Quickly she turned to look for the dog. Teasel? From the other side of the stile, two bright brown eyes peered at her through a tangled white fringe. Stay! The car that approached was one of the few that she recognized, black and white with a blue light on the roof and police blazoned across the door. Panda cars, people called them these days. She waved a greeting to the driver. Constable Leacock slowed down. Everything all right, Mrs. Truham? Oh, yes. Thank you, Bob. We're just going for a walk on the cliffs. Beautiful day for it, he waved and drove on down the hill. A nice boy, she thought, as she went to join Teasel. She was climbing the stile when she heard another car engine groaning up the hill. Probably someone from one of the farms. The beginning of April was early for tourists or ramblers, especially with Easter late this year, and few others used this lane from nowhere to nowhere. She glanced back. The grey car that came into sight was not familiar, but then she never noticed people's cars. Sunlight gleaming off the windscreen concealed those within, but it might be an acquaintance who would be hurt if she failed to acknowledge them. She waved. Buff, said Teasel, in a come-on-let's-get-going tone. Eleanor stepped down from the stile and they set off across the field. Sheep raised their heads to watch suspiciously. Teasel stuck close to her mistress's heels. Behind them, the sound of the car's engine suddenly died. Eleanor hoped that did not portend someone following her along the path. She wanted to practice her Aikido, and spectators always distracted her. Strangers tended to be alarmed when they saw a small woman with snow-white curls twisting and twirling and making strange gestures.
Rita had insisted that she learn to defend herself if she chose to accompany him to the more perilous parts of the earth. Aikido, a then recent development of the martial arts, appealed to both of them with its philosophy of deflecting aggression without harming the aggressor. Now she was safe home in England, she'd never need to use it, but the exercise improved her health and the mental discipline brought tranquility. Nothing could be more tranquil than the present scene. In the quiet, a meadowlark trilled, invisible in the pale blue vault overhead. Then a car door slammed. A few moments later, the engine started up again, and Eleanor breathed a sigh of relief. On the far side of the field, she climbed another stile, while Teasel wriggled underneath. Here they joined the footpath that led around the entire coast of Cornwall and Devon.